0: It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy
1: all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. The PGA Tour is down in Jackson, Mississippi. LPGA is in Dallas. Frank Darby from Sirius XM is here with us. Coach Darby, oh yes. And the U.S. brings home the President's Cup. You know what? Let's roll, Wade Weezer. Turn it up. Oh, I am fired up this afternoon there, Mr. Wade Weezer. For a variety of reasons. Give me one. Let's start with one. Well, we won the President's Cup last week. That's one. And that was one of those like golfer bucket list items I'll get into in a minute. Um, But before we really get going, let's have a quick serious moment. Okay. Um, You and I, you know, we definitely want to think about all the friends, family, and everyone that we know or everyone that we don't know, really, just anyone down there in Florida who's dealing with the aftermath of Ian. Um, Including rescue workers unbelievable first responders everybody give them all the strength to get through these troubled times because man oh man the scenes unbelievable
0: unbelievable
1: to this day there's two people that will always be undefeated and that's father time and mother nature i have a
0: video from like 10 11 years ago where there was a flood in my neighborhood and it was like in the intersection was like up to your waist and that was like six inches of rain in a short period of time like an hour and a half yeah and there's areas there getting 30 inches of rain.
1: Well, about a year ago, you remember we had the double flood at the Stewart household yes, because of those, those different I storms that do. came through. And, and everyone that suffered through that here. Um, but can't man. imagine that much rain. can't imagine. Well, you know,
0: and the I winds mean, and all of the stuff that goes with it. It's not it's, right. This this storm, it's the volume is the least of the problems
1: being in the golf industry. Obviously, uh, maybe it's not obvious, but I, I have a lot of friends in Florida. You know, and I sent a lot of text messages the other day just prior to the storm just to say, hey, you know, wish you all the best. Hope they all get out of the you way. Know, but I
0: mean, it's I was just talking to my son. He's like, why don't they just leave? I don't know. All the people, why don't they? And I try to explain to him, well, because I mean, this does happen a lot. They lived their, their lives. They know that sometimes it doesn't pan out the way it seems. So, yeah, you can see both sides
1: for sure. You can't just say, oh, that idiot's not leaving. You know what I mean? It's 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 a whole thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of idiots in Florida. Don't get me wrong. That's all right. Fair. But th- fair. that being said, my point is, is like you can get away by just going inland and stay in a hotel. Correct. You know? so, right. And I know a lot of people did that. And um, and they heed the warnings of officials and everything. And, and the world's a better place because of those people. But um, perfect example. When I worked up in Rhode Island, I had this wonderful mentor and boss, uh, Jimmy D. And Jimmy D is now the director of golf at a place called the Sanctuary Club, which is out on Captiva, okay? Okay. So the only way to get to Captiva is to go through the Sanibel Island, right? And Sanibel has a causeway that goes from Fort Myers out to Sanibel. Okay. Okay, that causeway no longer exists. Got it, got it, yep, yep, Right. So it's like, you know, people, you know, you see the flooding and then the water recedes and everything, but like, I think about, you know, his life and his, he's got, you know, twins that are 18 years old and his beautiful wife, Trish and everything. And it's like, hey Jimmy, we're gonna need you to come back to work in like March of 2024 right. i mean like seriously think about it like santa bell and captiva had to be under like 12 feet of water like imagine wherever you're standing right now right and let's say you're six feet tall that it's double that height in water over everything everything it's crazy you know it's, so, you, can't, you really can't grasp I it. i just you know i just it, it's just one of those things where you know uh we just hope and wish that everyone um, can reco- can recover. First of all, that they're safe, absolutely, and that everyone can recover as soon as possible. We know we know it's not easy, and um, you know certainly anyone in my network that's listening to this that wants to give me a call, I'm happy to come down and uh, and uh, help help do anything you know anything you, anything you can do. That's for sure. Um, just unfortunate, unbelievable, unbelievable storm. You know, that thing just ripping through. Once in a century. It's like one of those once in a century type things, right? You know? Getting sick at setting records. Not for nothing. but And maybe because, you know, we didn't have the Weather Channel when you and I were kids. But, like, it seems like we're having once in a century, you know, once a year. Yeah. Unbelievable, you know. Um, You know what was unbelievable, though? We'll shift gears for a second. Was the experience last week at the President's Cup. Yeah. Just fantastic, fantastic experience. hosting job by Quail Hollow the PGA Tour and everybody and, and I'll get more into that in a minute and we're definitely going to get into that with our guest today um from the PGA Tour Network on SiriusXM I've got Frank Darby coming in uh, former coach of St. John's and oh, nice. um just yeah just this un- unbelievable personality um and uh, I'm sure you'll love you love how he butchers the English language. He's just, he's a t- tremendous friend of mine. And there's so much going on in golf these days. And I want to get his perspective because, you know, week in and week out, he's there reporting and interviewing people there on Sirius XM. And he does a fantastic job with his co-host Brian Kroll. And you know, the two of them are, you know, at the hotbed of information when it comes to the PGA tour being part of that network. So let's see what he's got. What kind of beans he's got to spill this afternoon. Um, speaking of uh, spilling the beans or uh, or congratulations a couple nights ago and we get when we get back to this theater tonight but um I love saying this because it's just so appropriate but all rise oh yeah right? sure absolutely 61 and yeah. um Mr uh, Aaron Judge hit a little home run there on Wednesday night so I don't know if the monkey's officially off his back because I'm sure he wants number sixty-two. One more.
0: Yeah, one more. You know,
1: that but whole, uh, triple crown things looking pretty good though. That that's that's the most
0: impressive, I think. The triple crown. If he pulls that off after rejecting the Yankee offer and bet on himself, said no thanks, I got this.
1: How much? How much do you pay him? Uh, he need- Does he become the first billion dollar contract? No, I don't think it's going to be that.
0: But it's going to be a lot more than the offer was in March. That's for sure. That's for sure. It was only it was I think it was less than three hundred, right? I believe. They made it
1: public. So that was, you know, strike one by the Yankees. <laughs> well <laughs> the making it you know, public. Speaking of which, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but have you looked on ESPN plus at the captain?
0: I ha- I have not. I actually have not. Tremendous. It's on my list. It's actually on my list of things to do when I have
1: downtime. Tremendous. Tremendous. Okay, thank um, you for that. Uh I love looking into those things. Last dance, the Jordan one. Good. I just Very- joined a gym, uh, uh, Keith. So I'm gonna need things to watch on my phone. Well, um, the okay. Jordan one's good, but uh, being a big Yankee fan, I would go with the with the Jeter one first.
0: And I usually stay um, at the gym for
1: like ten minutes, so I this will, this will take me for the next couple of months. And they take you through his career, which you know wasn't bad. Um, and uh, there's a lot of victories in there. So as yeah. a Yankees fan, you'll enjoy it. The Jeffrey Mayer, everything. I mean, there's just so many. The flip play. Oh, yeah. Which is that's
0: play is still unbelievable every time you watch it. It just comes off screen immediately. You know. Flips it to Posada, crazy, just crazy that play.
1: Well, as he'll tell you, he was the third cutoff.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, no, he says I'm just doing my job. That was my job to be there. So yeah, okay,
1: yeah, I tell you, (laughs) better than most, better than most. Ah, you know. And speaking of better than most, let's get back to Quail Hollow and the Presidents Cup because a lot of people were downplaying this event and they're talking about the international team didn't have this person and this person. My takeaways from being down there last week. First of all, if you're a golfer, you got to get to one of these matches, whether it is a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup. The first tee atmosphere, tremendous. You know, last week it was very busy down there. We got in and out of the show. Get a little more time this week to expound upon things. But I'm telling you, it's a golfer bucket list thing to go check one of these things out. Now, next year, go to Rome. I don't know. You know, for the Ryder Cup, but they'll come back. But in two years, the President's Cup's going to Royal Montreal, not too far away from us here in the Northeast, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And then a couple years after that, you got Chicago and Medina for the President's Cup. So Beth Page for the Ryder Cup. I mean, so we're gonna have a we're gonna have a three year run here between Royal Montreal, Beth Page Black, and then Medina, where you can get to one of these things. Awesome. I'm telling you, you've got to get to one of these things because it is the best entertainment in all of golf the first tee everyone's screaming and yelling and everything like it's a stadium like it's you know football sunday yeah and it's not even like an nfl football sunday because it's it's more like these college programs that have these traditions you know like if you go to a georgia game and they play babbo o'reilly as the okay. team's coming out right, i mean yeah. like and like you just know what's coming right you know and then the fervor that's built up and everything. And it would, I mean on Sunday signals, JT's going first against Siwoo Kim and JT is on the practice putting green which is on the outside of this arena now i'm inside the arena and it is so loud in there really? right it's almost like you're like <laughs> russell Crowe in the gladiator you know what i mean <laughs> and like in the first scene where you're like you're hearing the noise and you're like what right, is right? even What's what is even going, going on? on in there right now and mm-hmm. you know it, there's all sorts of rock music playing and chanting going on and everything and he's got to go through this tunnel and come out now he's the first american to go in these singles matches. And I'm thinking to myself, like even his catty bones and everything, it's like those guys have to be out there like, and JT's a very passionate and emotional guy. He's got to be like, let's go, right? Let's get this thing on, you know? And I mean, it's just just one of those things where when you go to a golfing event, you just don't have that level of... Electricity? I don't know. I mean, like... Enthusiasm? Emotion. You unbridled know? enthusiasm. Unbridled. <laughs> it is unbridled. Yes. You even made yourself laugh. I like that. You know, uh, it's, it's, it was great. And I would say as a social event in golf, you, you can't match one of these things. Because in a moment where you go for the day and there's only like five matches or there's four matches out at a time, you go watch a little golf. Right. But then there's all of these different entertainment areas where you can watch golf. Like there, I was walking through the golf course at one point. And all these people are sitting on the hillside here at Quail Hollow. And I'm like, what hole are they looking at? Because they were staring <laughs> at the woods. And then I looked and there was this huge mega screen. Oh, cool. Right. And there was like a pavilion where there were like kids could do things and like putt. And there was a bar and then there was a restaurant. I was and there was for all that. This. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> please. You know, it was, it was it was really cool. And I would say my second takeaway is that I couldn't be more impressed with the captain of the international team, and no disrespect to Davis Love, but he's done this a bunch of times before, okay. but Trevor Immelman blew me away. Really? I mean, this guy needs to do some motivational speaking, because when you think about the hand that he was dealt, first of all, he gets this thing three years ago. We have COVID, so the event is is pushed back a year, so he's got to dedicate another yeah. year of his life to building this team, and then he's building this team, and he's got this team in place, and he's got all these guys, and then this pirate league comes along and they steal some of his guys, right? And yeah. then, so he was talking about in one of the interviews about how he had to make three types of phone calls. One, you're on the team. Two, you're off the team. And three, you might be on the team. I just don't know yet. Wow. Right, because yeah. there's rumors that these people may leave. And the way he handled himself, even in the closing press conference where, the you know, they didn't win and you got to go in there and the team's all sitting there and a lot of the guys look like they were run over by a freight train. Long week, you know, there's a lot going on. But Trevor spoke. And, you know, the the passion with which that he got up in front of those guys and continued to lead them with was just, to me, just blew me away. And I thought that this was a really pivotal moment in his career and really important because he now takes over for Faldo in the golf coverage. And I don't think a lot of people knew Trevor other than being the Masters champ. And I think at times they thought he was kind of a softy. Okay. Right? This guy's no softy. I think he could do a really good job.
0: Softy because he just spoke quietly spoken
1: or? Um... He kind of go with the flow type of guy. Okay. Uh, obviously world-class player. Masters right, champion, right, right, all right. of that, right? But he definitely was not somebody to rock the boat. But he was definitely this past week asserting himself as a leader, and to me, I gravitate towards those types of people. I thought that I thought it was tremendous. And the third thing is, if you ever get a chance in your life to go to one of those press conferences for the winning team, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Holy moly. I mean, when you got guys like Kevin Kisner throwing out like the little like uh, shooters of fireball and everything really? to the to the, <laughs> to the press. I mean, they oh, don't. I'm in. I'm they, in. they normally don't like the media, but I mean, it, it you know, That's everybody's great. celebrating. Um, I've got Scotty Scheffler throwing pieces of pretzels in Xander Shoffley's mouth from like six <laughs> seats away. You know, they, they go to set. They go to line up who's sitting with whom. And Davis Love comes and sits down. He's obviously, you know, the dad, the captain of like this, this team of great players yet misfits in this moment. And who sits down next to him, but Kisner, right? right? The total party animal. He reminds me of DJ and all his quotes from the Ryder Cup last year where, where kids is like, you know, they, they ask him the question. They're like, you know, is Ken and everyone's kind of heard this soundbite, but you know, what are you going to do tonight or whatever? He's like, I could tell you something. This is the best group of golfers I've been around. Right. But they are the worst partiers. <laughs> and there's not one of them who can hang with me tonight. I, I know the next day there was a tweet by Max Homa, and uh, he said something like, I am not well. <laughs> I am just not well. Um, you know, because I, I, you don't picture somebody like that trains like a Jordan Spieth that could just get after it. Right, right, you right. Know? And, um, he keeps you know, it under
0: wraps. He, he has special occasions.
1: Ugh, special occasions only. You wonder, you wonder if he could take it deep and um, – Obviously, Kisner let us know that he couldn't. Um, speaking of taking it deep, we're getting this. We're getting deep in this first segment. Yeah. Um, forget the leaderboards, folks. Look them up on the internet. You've got, you've got uh, the men. They're down in Jackson, Mississippi, at the Sanderson Farms Championship. We're back in the fall run of the PGA Tour. Uh, we've got the ladies. They're down in Dallas at the Ascendant LPGA, benefiting the Volunteers of America. Oh man, the names sometimes. I mean, like the most popular golf events are like the Masters mm-hmm. or like the Memorial. Or like, let's go with acronyms like WMPO, right? We're going with the Ascendant LPGA Benefiting the Volunteers of America. Just rolls off a tongue. Uh, yeah, obviously. And uh, we got the Dunhill Links, which is a big deal over in St. Andrews um, in Scotland. Great video this week of Billy Horschel, who was in Quail Hollow, and then he went over to Scotland and it was like blowing 40 and like 30 degrees outside. So I bet you he's loving that career choice right yeah. now. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of career choices, years ago... I spent a ton of time supporting and raising money for the New Jersey Golf Foundation, and I continue that to this day because the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernards Township, is the new home site of golf programs for youth, military veterans and individuals with special needs. Open to the public, proceeds from the Inspiration Range will support foundation programs and events. To learn more, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. You know, we've been talking about that place all year. Mm -hmm. We got to go there this fall and do a show. Let's do it. You got to work on the tech there for me. I'm there. All right. All right. You know where else we are. We're at about 3.15 p.m. here in New York, folks. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with my man, Coach Frank Darby.
0: Choose not the life of imitation. Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente.
1: All NFL players get paid a lot. You're he, not gonna get paid more than me though, because I'm the guy he, when it he comes to z- clearing it out. Y'all take Spoken care of Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins, team well, Mar, and me. Or his
0: name is first on the show, so we get it. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> get it. Me, me Sean as they like to call me, for those that don't know me, but anyway. Tishon, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app.
1: The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernards Township, is buzzing as the new home site for golf programs in support of youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Led by PGA professionals, PGA Hope, Helping Our Patriots Everywhere, is a weekly rehabilitative golf program for veterans that is changing and saving lives. Special Olympics New Jersey golf athletes will be training and competing at the inspiration range throughout the fall season and a lineup of youth programs will also be on the schedule the inspiration golf range is open to the public and proceeds support the new jersey golf foundation programming to learn more about programs and special events please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212 time to get back on course
0: as the pro show continues great show and great questions once again keith stewart
1: Welcome back to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920. Now, we all know and love this entertainer. But gentleman of the game, PGA Professional and Sirius XM host. Frank Darby has been telling stories for some time about anything and everything in golf. I'm
0: the entertainer and I know just where I stand. Another serenader and another long haired band. Today, I am your champion.
1: From one New York man to another, Frank Darby, welcome to the Pro Show this afternoon. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, thanks, Keith. I think
2: that's my first intro song. We've been doing that with everybody for a long time on course. And, wow, okay, that's a good one.
1: Well, hey, you know, you are the entertainer. You know, forget your partner in crime over there. I don't, I don't need him. I need more of you on course. You know, I, you, uh, you guys always captivate us there on Sunday mornings. So, speaking of Sundays... Let's jump right back to this past Sunday. U.S. wins the President's Cup, but what's your biggest takeaway?
2: Uh, i tell you what, I mean, it, it's, you know, before the event began, there was some negativity, you know, just different people criticizing, you know, why are we doing this? I think on Sunday evening, I think uh, we all saw why we we're doing it, because, you know, people love this team concept, not the live team concept, and, uh, You know, it's just great seeing, you know, a lot of happy players, uh, the the good rivalries, uh, guys, you know, beating up on each other. Uh, Justin Thomas getting, you know, pissed off because he wasn't given a two-footer and this and that. But uh, I think that, you know, 40,000 people on the grounds and a lot of good, uh, you know, ratings for the event, I think the President's Cup was a home run.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think probably being there, I got to know the players a little bit more than I would have. And I, and I wonder about, I'll ask you this in a second, but on TV. But my biggest takeaway was that these Korean golfers, these guys are funny. They're good. They're really good. And um, they make they make the game interesting. I think this international team is going to have some flavor for some years to come. What, what was it like watching on TV, seeing some of these personalities come to the forefront like Siwoo Kim?
2: Yeah, hey, listen, I I I, uh, I thought Siwoo Kim was uh, – those guys are tough, you know. I think that they they kind of keep things in. They don't like to show uh, emotions. Just probably that's how they grew up in South Korea. But uh, Tom Kim was sensational. Uh, Siwoo as well. Uh, They're a close-knit bunch of guys. And uh, you're right. I guess uh, uh, somebody came out and said that Siwoo Kim is the funniest guy in the room. You wouldn't think that.
1: You know, we got Sun J.M. dancing afterwards on social media. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on. Now, speaking of all sorts of things going on, you're a PGA professional, right? Longtime coach, longtime tournament organizer, operator, right? You've seen and participated and helped organize a zillion tournaments in your life. When you look at the President's Cup and the current format that it's under, there's a lot of talk about this. Is there anything as somebody that has that much experience that you might change in what's going on in this event? Or would you let it roll for another edition?
2: No. Hey, listen, I've been a firm believer that uh, you get picked for this team. uh, You should play every match. You know, it's not like they're playing, you know, uh, 18 holes and hitting every shot. You know, guys are hitting it on odds and even Uh, holes. I don't like the idea that they're sitting guys out. I mean, uh, if there's an injury, maybe they need to have an alternate. But I think that we might need some more matches out there seeing that. Um, that's the only really big thing that I saw. You know, I did hear some rumors about uh, how good would it be if on Saturday you had another singles draw. You know what I mean? So you had two singles matches back-to-back on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, that's something I heard. I'm not certain how that would go, but I'll tell you what. I do like the uh, the you know the
1: head-to-head matches. You know what was interesting is that versus the Ryder Cup, everybody loves the pairings process. But let's put that aside for a second. When you talk about the format, when you're there on Thursday or you're there on Friday and you're waiting for those matches to go off, and you're on the first tee, and then the five matches go off, especially Thursday because it was foursomes. You know there were ten tee shots, and then everyone's gone, and everyone's like, "Well, what just happened?" I'm like, "Well, that was it." You know, like, and there was so much build-up to it. It was really kind of cool, and it really kind of enhanced the moment. But I'm with you, though. I'd like to see everybody have to play all the time. You know, I, I think that that would be a cool um, kind of new little rule or wrinkle that you could put into the fold that would add more to it. Um, speaking of playing every guy, who is your who's your American MVP? Is it Jordan or is it somebody I mean, else?
2: I, I tell you what, I thought Jordan Spieth, um you know, I thought Thomas was a close second, but uh, I think Jordan T, uh, Jordan Spieth is the is the man there. You know, I mean, I think he's got his confidence back. Um, you know, I think he's well-liked, and uh, uh, sure. I mean, I, I think Xander and those guys all fill the role there, but I think Jordan Spieth is the man, and uh, we're going to see him for quite a while.
1: Speaking of seeing them for quite a while, is anyone going to beat these young U.S. guys in the next couple of matches? You know, you go through the next run here. We've got Rome, and then we've got uh, Royal Montreal. We've got Beth Page. We've got Medina. I mean, in those next four matches, is anyone going to beat this core group of Americans?
2: I tell you what, it's going to be interesting. But I tell you, the Europeans. Uh, you know, for some reason, I, I'm up early every morning. I'm up at like four thirty, five o'clock. So I get to watch a lot of the European guys. You know, you got the twins over there. Uh, you got Lucas Abad. There's a whole mess of guys. Uh, young that are coming up. And, uh, you know, and I think that they've gotten, you know, Liv has kind of worked uh, through the Ryder Cup uh, selection committee a little bit better. They've gotten rid of some of the the elder statesmen that uh, it might have been hard, like Sergio and Westwood. So, you know, I think they're putting, hey, listen, they're going to have McElroy and Rahm and, you know, there's some pretty good players on that team as well. But I think the Americans are, you know, they're going to get another Cam Young. Uh, we have got Will Zal- Zalatoris sitting this uh, President's Cup out. So uh, there's always going to be some rising stars, and uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, pretty interesting here uh, in Rome.
1: There were some. There were definitely some rising stars on the international team. Who's your international team MVP out of last week?
2: Well, hey, listen, I think Tom Kim was really, really good. The guy that I thought played the the best, and is just a solid guy, Sebastian Munoz. I thought he just played. Yeah. I mean, you were there. He was sensational in, in all his matches.
1: You know, I watched him warm up on Sunday to get ready to play the number one player in the world, and, man, was that guy striping it. And uh, I was I was getting excited because I started thinking about the Sanderson Farms, and I was like, he's gonna play the Sanderson because he's a defending champ. And then he withdrew this week. But I was like, man, I am, I am all over this guy. I'm telling you right now because he hit the ball so good. You know, everyone. You know, I, I put out a bunch of predictions on Sunday about which matches I thought would go which way, and, and I picked Munoz over Scheffler, and everyone's like, what are you doing? I go, in the last two four-ball matches, over the last two days, Munoz made 11 birdies on his own ball. I was like, this guy's playing good. You just don't know him. And I, and I love that you picked him as the MVP because he, he was awesome. And speaking of awesome, I mentioned this in the first segment, but I wonder, from home, could you really feel how good of a team leader Trevor Emmerman was?
2: Oh yeah, hey, listen. You know Brian's very close. Uh, Brian Cole, my co-host on Sirius, is very close with Trevor because they worked together at the Masters. And you know he 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 wasn't a cliche guy. I mean, hey, there's nothing better than what the Internationals have done with the Shield. That's put everybody under something. I think that was a brilliant move uh, by Ernie Els and his guys. And Immelman had some. Hey, you know they'd ask him, what did you what did you tell your guys? Hey, play free. Have fun. And you could see that they, uh, you know, they had a lot of great team chemistry, as did the Americans. So I think we got rid of a lot of the drama without having Brooks Koepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed. This was about the golf as opposed to uh, people not getting along.
1: You know what? That's a great point. And i tell you, the, in the beginning of the week in the press room, there were a lot of questions about who wasn't there. And Trevor set the tone and he just said, listen, we're going to talk about who is here. And that's it. And everyone was kind of like, oh, okay. well, let's move on. And uh, I think from then till the very last moment, he stuck to his guns and he really really was supportive of his guys and he never faltered from being a leader i i I just walked away tremendously impressed by him and you know the matches overall now one of the things that did come up last week and because of your involvement with junior golf and because how much you support the lpga and everything that you guys talk about on your show i had to ask you this question right everyone's talking about having one one of these matches turn into a mixed match now you and I both believe we don't need to change the president's cup, but if there was an LPGA and PGA tour style match against internet, maybe against the U S versus the world, how much fun would that be?
2: I think it'd be great. I think it's, uh, you know, though it's going to get tricky here because, uh, you know, you might have to go down the list a little bit of the PGA golfos because the top 20 now are going to be committing to all of these big events. So, you know, but it would still be fun to have, you know, even guys that are ranked, uh, you know, twenty to forty. They're world class players, so I think it would be a a fun thing to do. Um, you know, they're going to have some time since they don't have this wraparound season anymore. So, uh, you know, what things seem to come together pretty quickly uh, between all the commissioners. So maybe we'll get to see that pretty soon.
1: You know, you bring up a great point. I didn't think about. How with the new changes to the PGA Tour that these guys are going to have to play, you know, 20 events. And then on top of that, if it's a Ryder Cup year or President's Cup year, they're going to have to travel to that. So um, scheduling is getting tough. Last time I checked, we only have 52 weeks. So there's only there's only so much that we can squeeze in there. And folks, if you're just joining us this afternoon, I've got Frank Darby with me from Sirius XM PGA Tour Network. And we're going over the 2022 president's cup, but let's expand that to the season for a second. You're on week after week on the PGA tour network. And 2022 has been good to us, Frank, to talk about a lot of different things. And if we remove that one story, the one negative story from all of it, right? What is one of your favorite stories from 2022?
2: I'll tell you what, I think, uh, I think the best event that, uh, I watched this year is, uh, was the uh, U.S. Open up at Brookline with Matt Fitzpatrick winning. I think that was, uh, you know, I think we've already forgot about that. You know, like, I know that you gave me a question about that. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, we've already had five or six more good events right after this. So I I really enjoyed, uh, I thought, Matt Fitzpatrick and the way that everything came about. I'm a big Fitzpatrick fan. Uh, You know, I kind of coached against him when he was at Northwestern. I thought that might have been one of the best events.
1: Was Scotty Scheffler your best player of the year?
2: Uh, that's a close one. I would, I'm would. i going to pick Scheffler for, uh, for the PGA Tour, and I'm going to pick, pick Fitzpatrick for the European Tour, even though he plays here. But uh, I do like Scheffler. I think it's, um, you know, he just kind of plugs along. He's just one of those Texas guys with a great attitude. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to get pretty interesting this year. I think uh, he's still got a little bit of a lead, but I think he's going to have a lot of guys uh, – you know, breathing on him this year.
1: Now I got to exclude Scheffler because he may be considered a new star. He's, he's new to the tour, you know, only being on the tour for two years or whatever. But was there somebody in particular that was a new star in your mind that came up from the corn ferry last year, or maybe it's even an LPGA star that really caught your eye this year that is like, wow, I, I can't wait to see more of this person in 2023.
2: Yeah, well, hey, listen, Cameron Young is is one of us. He's uh, you know, David Young's uh, uh, son. He's had an unbelievable year. I think, uh, you know, he might have been a little burned out here at Quail Hollow and his first major team. Uh, from the women's end of it, I'm a big fan of Leona McGuire as well. So we're seeing more and more of her. And, you know, not that I'm Irish, but I am rooting for the Irish woman.
1: All right. Um, here's an interesting question for you. Now, as a PGA professional... You tend to, you know, you, you see things from a macro point of view. When you look at a golf tournament, you're not just looking at the players. You're not just looking at like, you know, the crazy shots that happen and everything. But I know you also like to look at the golf courses and I like to consider these two. And you and I have talked about these different types of discussions many, many times. But was there a favorite golf course that stood out in your mind this year?
2: Uh, yeah. Again, it goes back to the U.S. Open. I think the country club. I think uh, a lot of people have never seen it. And I think it got some great reviews. And, uh, you know, especially uh, the way the last couple of holes played and the tournament uh, itself as well. So that that's my favorite one.
1: How about a shot of the year? You know, a lot of people talk about that Pebble Beach shot by Jordan Spieth, right? The one where he's hanging over the cliff or maybe Matt Fitzpatrick uh you know hitting that bunker shot at the US Open if we go back there. Do you have a favorite shot of the year?
2: Yeah, I definitely you just said it. Fitzpatrick's bunker shot there on 18. How uh, spectacular was that? I mean, uh difficult uh difficult shot and he and he pulled it off brilliantly.
1: You know, I tell you, in the moment, we went through a couple majors there. Right? 3 in a row cuz Scotty you know, he kind of won the Masters, but those last three majors of the year were basically won on the last shot of the day. You know, Zal Torres had a chance there at the country club. Um, you think about Lexi and NG Chung there at the KPMG. You think about Cam making that eagle putt versus Cam Smith and Rory at the Open Championship. I mean, we yeah, we got a plethora of riches here, you and I, with which to watch this past year. I mean, it's it's been pretty good. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I um, uh, they they were sensational and I think we've got uh, some great sights uh you know next year again as well and uh you know the USGA has done just a great job on uh bringing back some of these old you know classic golf courses. Now LA Country Club is is going to be uh great as well and the PGA Championship going to Oak Hill. How great is that going to be?
1: Well, I'll tell you in May. We shall see, right? May in Rochester, New York. You know which one I'm excited about? Um, i I got to agree with you, definitely. You're 100% right. The USGA has really upped the ante. And when they're bringing the LPGA to the Women's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach next year, I think that is going to be something that's pretty spectacular to see.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, they got back on their rotation. I think they're going to have – I think there's an Open coming to Erin Hills. I was looking at future – Venues, I think that Chambers Bay is going to be back on their rotation as they completely ripped up the greens, and now the greens are just, you know, sensational. But it's kind of nice seeing all of these, uh, you know, great, great golf courses uh, come back uh, into the fold here.
1: You know what else is spectacular to see is all the interesting stuff that we get to watch. And I know you're very active on Twitter, and you're always posting some funny things and everything, but there's been some great social media posts this past season, is there one in particular that you still look back to that really made you when you saw it, you laughed out loud or you said, wow, that was, that was unbelievable. I let's have some fun here. Last question before we go into a quick break, was there one social media post that I should go back to that, that really caught coach Frank Darby's eye?
2: Yeah. Well, Hey, listen, it's definitely club pro guy. And it was, uh, where he was instructing one of his, uh, up and coming juniors, uh, how to gamble on the golf course. He went on for about two minutes and it it was just laughed out
1: loud the entire time. I got to go back and check out that one. Um, And you know what? There'll probably be some more gambling talk as we get into this, but I got to run to a break. You know what that's all about there. You you host On Course yourself there on Sirius XM. So Frank Darby, hold tight for a second. Folks, up next more with the master of the microphone at the PGA Tour Network, Coach Frank Darby. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920.
0: A champion
1: one yard Mike Greenberg is Greenie. Chris Paul
0: is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. you know he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers then they fell short. But now here he is the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN Plus. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits, but what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy to understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. you got a great voice for radio. Though. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. I, I,
1: I get a lot of that, too.
0: As the Pro Show continues, once again, Keith Stewart.
1: It's the Pro Show and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Frank Darby. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Well, with the boys are down in Mississippi, it sounds like we're getting some southern rock to fire up the weekend. Mississippi Queen. You know, what I mean? you know, this might be the final fall run for the PGA Tour. Who knows what the changes will bring, so I'm glad you got this song in while you could there Wade. That's Right. You know, Did you miss me last week? Absolutely. You're such a good liar. All right, let's hear it. All right, let's get back to our guest there, Mr. Frank Darby. I don't want to hold him back from giving us more of his input on 2022 and beyond. And, you know, I was talking there about the final fall run, maybe for the PGA Tour, Frank. What do you think about some of the pages? Pages? strike that, reverse it, right? What do you think about some of the changes that are coming to the PGA tour, you know, in the future?
2: Well, I tell you, I like what they did with the century where they're going to, you know, expand that field based on, uh, winners of events and guys in the top, uh, I don't know what it's 30 or so. So you're going to get 60 people in the field maybe. And, uh, I think that's going to make it a little bit of a, a more exciting event, even though it's been great in the past. And, uh, You know, I do like like the commitment from these top 20 about playing in a lot of the big events. And, you know, I think it's going to be an exciting year too because uh, I think a lot of these guys want to make this Ryder Cup team. So we're going to see a lot of guys playing um, more events just to get some points and, uh, you know, not be uh, 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 one of the six picks. They want to be uh, the six automatics as well.
1: You know, the more we see these presidents cups and rider cups and you you get this tiger generation that's there now you know the cantlays the zanders the jordans the the shefflers all these guys it seems to me like it's very important to them max homa you know comes to mind that they get on these teams right that it se- it seems like it's really a priority and it's on it's you know top of list for their goals when it comes from season to season and you know why do you think that is
2: I think it has to do with the legacy. You know, nothing's better than standing up on, uh, you know, uh, on the T and being introduced. Hey, uh, you know, 2022 President's Cup, uh, you know, team member. I mean, people will remember uh, the events you you won uh, only for a couple of years. But uh, that's something that's going to stay with you for your entire life.
1: Now, speaking of legacy, we got to get to one story. And, you know, it, it comes up with everybody. But... You're over there, PGA Tour Network, so I'm hoping maybe your take um, involves some of, you know, what you've heard in and around the station and between the different hosts. I know that you do a lot of, you know, fill-in co-host work when guys are on the road or stuff like that. You know, you, you're on with Dennis Paulson during the week. You're doing, you, you, you are all over that network, and why do you think, I have this overarching question, right? Because there's some popular people that are going over to live, but why do you think it's not catching on? Why do you think that people just don't seem to care much about it past just saying like, Hey, what do you think about live? But then it's like, Hey Frank, did you watch it? And then nobody ever watches it. Why do, why do you think that is? Why do why isn't it catching on?
2: I think it's just the way that they went about it a little bit. I mean, uh, Listen, I grew up, I mean, I'll I'll admit it, I grew up, I was a big Greg Norman fan. I mean, that that was my era right there. You know, he was flashy, blonde hair, you know, he was like the next Nicholas, drove it great, won tournaments. But I just don't think uh, you can kind of trust anything that's coming out of it right now. I mean, we're hearing this, we're hearing that, five networks are going to sign us up. Now they're going to end up paying Fox an exorbitant amount of money to... To, to broadcast the um, their events as well i think that the you know utilizing the money and the sports washing end of it you know the one thing about it right now is that uh, we don't really talk about it that much we talked about it a little bit in the beginning but uh, you know even the team championship end of it you know it's not like college golf where they're using you know four out of five scores they want to using i think they want to using two out of uh, four scores as well so I just think that there's a lot of questions that are still out there. And, uh, you know, I hate the idea of losing, you know, Cam Smith and Neiman and, you know, but there's a a number of guys I'm kind of glad they went there. So I think it's just the combination of of football and baseball right now and, uh, you know, all the different other sports going on. Uh, There's no room for them right now.
1: Folks, we're hanging with Frank Darby this afternoon, host from SiriusXM's On Course, and you brought it up there, college golf, which I know is at the forefront of all that you have done in your career. I mean, you've had, you know, a dozen players go to the Corn Ferry Tour and beyond. Keegan Bradley won a major championship. I mean, all of these guys. So I think about you from time to time because one of the things that Live is doing is that, and I think that this question is like perfect for you. And it's been in my mind is that they go after these young guys, these elite college golfers, right? And if you were a coach of a player and that player came to you with a live contract, how would you react to that? Frank? What, what kind of advice would you give that player? You know, what would happen in that moment?
2: Yeah, I I think it's a lot of individual circumstances. I mean, it depends on the family depends on uh, their needs as well. But, uh, I think that they're giving up, uh, again, uh, uh, just an unbelievable organization in the PGA Tour. And I think that the PGA Tour has made some changes right now. uh, That's very, very appealing. Now, it goes back a little bit to this university process as well, because uh, I've been pretty uh, outspoken about saying that I don't necessarily agree with these top 10 listings right here, because... Uh, they 're all playing amongst themselves in a lead of events there 's a lot of good Division Two and a lot of good Division Three players out there that should be getting into this mix, but they can 't because of of just the numbers and the ranking end of it so uh you know I think um, it 's pretty hard to turn down you know ten fifteen million dollars but uh, I think uh, they need to probably be a little more patient and to see where live goes
1: ooh. I'm getting a controversial coach Darby here, so I'm gonna I gotta dig in more here then. So that's a that's an unbelievable point, point. and I never thought about that that the D2 and the D3. I mean, golf is a meritocracy. Right. When it comes down to it, if you're going to make it on tour, you have to play better than your peers. Right. And, you know, the the, the D2 and the D3 guys, the men and women, you know, maybe they don't get the same opportunities as the D1 players. Is there a way? I mean, you have tons of experience in the college game. Is there a way to kind of bring some of this together?
2: I don't know. It's pretty tough because, you know, say, for example, uh, there's been a couple of great events in the last couple of weeks. And and you know it from. your boy out at Georgia Tech, um, you know, the tw- top 12 teams, top 15 teams in the country, uh, they're playing amongst themselves only, so that that strength of that field is really, really strong. When I was at St. John's, I'd take my guys out. I was getting really good invites as well, and, uh, you know, we would go out, you know, finish 10th out of 12th and gain points, uh, as opposed to staying at home, uh, winning an event, and losing ground. So, You know, it's very hard to get these invitations. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that's going to be – I can see giving more and more to the corn Ferry Tour guys that are coming out. You know, I know they're going to go to 30 next year. Hey, listen, you could easily go to 35 and, uh, you know, and maybe kind of cut back on this other one. But, you know what, I, I guess they're just doing the right thing with keeping an eye out for these young kids.
1: More talk about ranking points. Hmm you know i it it seems like no matter where we are in golf you know it's it's there's a lot going on, which, which in the end, Frank, you and I both PGA professionals. The popularity of the game right now is tremendous, right? So, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's all really, really good. And there's tons to talk about. And I know that you and Brian do it every Sunday. But tell me what's going on at Encore these days. Um, when it's on, when my listeners can catch you and they can hear more from you, more opinions from you, and uh, more of you making fun of your co-host.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's I live for that. So uh, uh, 10 o'clock uh, to 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And, uh, you know, we're kind of like you, Keith. We we try to bring on uh, different kinds of topics related to, you know, not necessarily golf. We had the number one, well, the previous number one world-ranked pickleball player on last week, Tyson McGuffin. And uh, as hot as golf is right now, I think pickleball could be even hotter. So, uh That was a great little segment. So we like to bring on, you know, musicians, uh, you know, different kinds of people that play golf. Um, You know, it's kind of the cool sport right now, and all the other sports are playing it. So, uh, and again, we're also big supporters of the LPGA and, you know, local events, even though we're a national uh, in scope radio show. I mean, we've got so much going on here next year. Just for the women alone, they just uh, they're going to have another event at Liberty National, hosted by Michelle uh, Wee uh, West, and um, you know we got the KPMG at Baltusrol, we got the Cognizant, um, uh, we've got um, the Shoprite is down at Sea View, so uh, uh, it's, and then the U.S. Mid Amateur, which is turning into a really good event. Is going to be at Sleepy Hollow. So the Mets set, and then Corn Ferry Tours coming to Matitacong. So there's a lot in this area, especially. It seems like they're all lining up to be around Keith Stewart in New Jersey. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know about that, uh, um, but uh, let's see who's going to be lining up around you there, Frank Darby. You know you're not getting away from me today without a little bit of rapid fire. You know you knew it was coming. You knew for this whole conversation that you and I were going to get into this. And uh, it's been a while since you and I have had a chance to catch up. So my listeners who love you have got to get to know you a little bit better. You up for this? Yeah, go. Favorite dessert? Uh,
2: I would say crumb cake.
1: Oh, I love crumb cake. Oh, man, that's great. All right. How many more home runs or how many total home runs will Aaron Judge hit?
2: Uh, he'll hit uh, three more.
1: All right. If you could add one person to Mount Rushmore, who would it be?
2: Uh, that's a that's a really, really good question right there. Uh, I would say I'd like to see a picture of Brian Crawl up there.
1: <laughs> Describe your 2022 in one word.
2: Uh, uh, fun.
1: How do you like your steak cooked?
2: Uh, medium.
1: Father-daughter date night. Where are you taking Charlotte?
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, well, she loves movies. You know what? We might go ice skating.
1: If you could win one trophy in sports, what would it be?
2: Uh, the Masters, uh, the Clubhouse trophy.
1: Name one person you would love to interview on your show.
2: Uh, Steph Curry.
1: You know what? Somebody asked me that question a couple weeks ago, and I said Frank Darby. Coach, I can't thank you enough for coming on with me this afternoon. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, my friend.
2: Yeah, we got to get you back on course as well. Hey, thank you for having me, and uh, great show there. Nice job.
1: Thanks, Frank. Folks, All right, man. you know we're running into 4 p.m. faster than I can handle, faster than Wade Weezer can handle. No, wait, he can handle anything. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with, of course, our weekly update. The
0: Max Kellerman Show.
1: You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So you got to wait, it's 650 G's. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But but if he's not like doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the
2: checks.
0: Why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. The Stick and Act Challenge app is available now for iOS. Now, the Challenge app is like no other golf game out there. It takes the focus off of your final score and instead turns your round into a collection of challenges, objectives, and accomplishments. With more than 90 unique challenges to choose from, you'll never have the same experience twice. And if that's not enough, you can also challenge friends or strangers to see who comes out on top. Plus, with an XP system that rewards your successes, you'll be most motivated to keep pushing yourself further whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out with the game the stick and act challenge app is the perfect way to add some extra fun to your golf get ready for the back nine as the pro show continues once again the director of fun
1: keith stewart welcome back to the pro show on espn 920 thanks for tuning in everybody i'm your host keith stewart Ooh, i like where you're going with this all right you know where i'm going this afternoon to post this show as a podcast on all those platforms. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. It's up there everywhere. You know where else I'm everywhere? TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Follow me at at KJStewartPGA or read the line on TikTok. We just kill it there, you know. Speaking of killing it, every Friday afternoon, 920ESPNNewJersey.com. You just hit that listen now button there on the website and you can stream us anywhere. Like as if you were in Charlotte at the President's Cup. It's magic. You know. Oh, yeah. Speaking of magic. Readtheline.com. We had a runner-up last week, lost in a playoff, Danielle Kang. Broke my heart. Yeah, I was cheering in the media center at the President's Cup about the LPGA. I'm sure they <laughs> love that. Not as much as I love Jim Morrison. Let it roll. Yeah.
2: Where the clock at? time to close now.
0: I guess we
1: so you're taking me to your soul kitchen? I am. All right, I'm man. I'm getting hungry for some soul yeah, stuff. Really it's, it's Friday afternoon, you know? It is. Talk about a voice that resonates right there, man. I didn't realize you're, what is it? It's called doorknobs, right? Fans of the doors? Oh, man. Come on now.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. No, his voice is, is very distinct. There's no doubt about that. Top time, Top five voice all time. I literally sure. remember when I was younger, the first time I saw his face, I'm like, that doesn't match his voice. No, <laughs> I never, no. never thought that. <laughs> nice
1: Great stuff, though. Huh. We got it going here on a Friday afternoon, headed into another weekend. The Pro Show. You know how we do it, folks. Yes. And in the fourth segment, it's all about the weekly update. And he did it, and he did it, and he did it. On Tuesday, Patrick Reed and his attorney pulled the lawsuit against the Golf Channel and Brandel Chamblee from the courts in Texas. But then on Wednesday, Patrick and his lawyer, Larry Klayman, refiled the lawsuit in Florida and added Golf Channel personalities Damon Hack, Shane Bacon, Eamon Lynch, and a lot you know, Right. Alongside Chambly, Of course, Lynch, who writes for Golf Week, so they added Golf Week, which then they, offered, they, they added their parent company, Gannett, right? It just, the original wow. lawsuit that was filed was asking for $750 million. This one is rumored to be asking for more. Um, at this point, it's honestly amazing to me, Wade, that he's suing other people for defamation of character. Sue everyone. <laughs> Drunk Boys, remember? He's suing other people. <laughs> For slandering is, I mean, this guy unbelievable. Uh, by the way, if we get any mail from Larry Clayman's office, don't open it. All right. Fair enough. Speaking of lawsuits, four players, including Phil Mickelson, have dropped from the antitrust lawsuit filed against the PGA Tour by Live Golf Players. Mickelson, Ian Poulter, Taylor Gooch, and Hudson Swafford were part of the original group of eleven who sought punitive damages as well as that temporary injunction. But that injunction was denied by U.S. District Court last month. Previously, Carlos Ortiz, Pat Perez, Jason Kokrak, Abraham Hanser, they all left the suit. Can the suit have a negative number of people? Yes. At this point? (laughs) I mean, honestly, there's like three guys left, one of which is Bryson. They woke up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Live Golf as an entity joined the suit in late August. So they're there too. But the trial is scheduled to begin in January of 2024. Um... I'm not sure, Wade, but this story leads me to believe that their lawsuit is losing some momentum. I think so. Just We, some. we have audio from the judge.
0: Shut up, shut up, shut up!
1: <laughs> on a side note, at least we know that Phil Mickelson realizes what discovery means in legal terms. <laughs> there you go. Yes, for sure. How <laughs> oh, at Shark Tank 2.0? Uh, this kind of came up in my interview with Frank there, but uh, Eamon Lynch, again, of Golf Week, broke a story on Tuesday that Liv had finally secured a TV partner. Fox Sports Cable Network FS1 was going to carry the new tour. Hmm which was a huge coup for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lynch, also reported, yeah. Lynch also reported that Liv was going to pay for that airtime. Oh, boy. Wow. That's a different for story. Yeah. So then on Wednesday, the Saudi-funded Live Golf Tour refuted a report Tuesday that it was close to a U.S. television deal in which it would buy time to be shown on FS1. Golf Week cited multiple sources, and it did not identify them, but saying the agreement was still being finalized. It would go against what Greg Norman, the CEO of Commissioner of Live Golf, told a Chicago radio station two weeks ago when he said, "We're, t- you've got so many theme songs going right now because of this story. It's the remix uh, so, so Norman said, we're talking to four different networks and live conversations where others are being put on the table. Then they can see what we're delivering. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Live Golf issued a statement that the Golf Week report was incomplete and inaccurate and that. They're ahead of schedule in its inaugural year, including such areas as broadcast rights. Uh, believe it or not, Fox Sports has declined to comment. And Ooh, um, really, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, you know, getting the major networks seems to be a long shot because of their existing agreements with um, other PGA to- with, the, with I guess with the PGA Tour. So let's go down the list. You know, ESPN, PGA, Mm -hmm. uh, NBC, PGA, uh, CBS, PGA. Um, I don't know. You know, there was a Wall Street uh, Journal article recently reported that Apple and Amazon weren't interested. No, really.
0: They weren't? Really? No, they weren't.
1: (laughs) They weren't at all. You know. Um, That's more than enough. You know, there's basically two things that I've learned from this story. And this year... um, that have all been confirmed Mm -hmm. um, by this report Um, number one never listen to greg norman right and uh, number two when in doubt of anything concerning live uh go back to number one there you go oh speaking of tv yeah you know we love a little pop culture around here love lists and uh how about this tv guide okay rolling stone released a list this week of the hundred greatest tv shows of all time They're there. Okay. They are there. Right. Okay. 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 So here's the top 10. I got two on standby. Here's. Okay. Here's, here's the top 10. Number 10, Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. Number nine, Atlanta. Number what? Which I'm told is currently on. Okay. And it's in the top 100. (laughs) I don't don't even know. Number eight, cheers. Sure. Number seven, mad men. Okay. Which by the way, when John Hamm shows up in those progressive commercials, it it does make me laugh. (laughs) All right. Number six, Seinfeld, of course, which we have right here. Number five, Fleabag. Do not know what that means. Have you ever heard of it? No, I've not.
0: Oh, yes, I have. I don't know what it is, but yes, I actually have
1: heard of it. Okay. I have heard of it. Number four, The Wire. Okay. Awesome. If you've never seen The Wire, it was really, really good. Um, Number three, Breaking Bad. That's, yeah, I was going to say it's got to be up there. Right. Number two, The Simpsons. Really? Yes, yes. And number one. I know. Let me guess, right? Oh, yeah. Am I there? Yeah. Is that it? Near and dear to our heart. That's it? Of course. That is it. Yep. You know, number one. Wow. You can complain all you want about the finale, but you can't complain about the other like ten seasons. Hundred percent. I the love Sopranos, The Sopranos. Number one on the Rolling Stone hundred greatest TV shows of all time. Now, you know, no list is complete, but they did a pretty good job here. There, Wade. Hundred you know, percent. Everybody, go check it out this weekend and see where your favorite show stacks up. It's interesting. I mean, you've got everything from The Sopranos to Sesame Street on there, so <laughs> it's pretty good. And folks, that's your pro show update for the weekend ending September thirtieth, two thousand and twenty-two. And now, of course, I got to thank our sponsors, Taylor May Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation. Appreciate all they do supporting us week in and week out. And we got to work on that Golf Foundation Inspiration Range show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Chris Hunt. This Get night. on it. I'm going to call him this weekend for sure. And you know who else? Well, you know who you, you never have to call? That's Wade Weezer because he's always on the job. Thank you. And of course, you know, I love my listeners. So before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about the weather. The best way to prepare for a storm is to enjoy life as much as possible when the sun is out. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us
0: for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.